It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. And here we go, coming from you live from Studio 31 at City National Arena in Summerlin. This is Nighttime at Noon. He is Derek Anglin. I am Brian McCormick. Jared Justice is on the other side of the glass and, of course, streaming to you live across the Vegas Golden Knights social platforms. Plenty of VGK action to talk about. The Golden Knights coming off a 2-1 win last night against the Ottawa Senators. We'll break that down. We're going to hear from the uh, general manager of the Henderson Silver Knights, Mr. Tim Speltz, catch up on some of the prospects down on the farm. And later in the show, we're also going to hear from David Quinn. He's going to join the program, the uh, head coach of the U.S. Olympic team and, of course, the former head coach of the New York Rangers as well, former coach of Jack Eichels at Boston University. So playing again to with David Quinn as well. So a jam-packed Monday afternoon to get you through your lunch hour. Derek, great to have you. Great to hang out and uh, a good VGK win last night. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it was a good win. Um, yeah, you know, you look at Ottawa in the standings and, uh, 2-1 game, but, um, you, you know, you know how hard Ottawa works. They've been working hard. They've beat a lot of good teams this year um, just with their work ethic, and they do have some young seal coming up. So it was a great game. I thought, uh, you know, Leonard had to come up big at some key times and uh, held the fort down and, you know, score uh, Eichel score with five seconds left yeah. is uh, always a nice uh, nice touch on uh, a guy that's just uh getting going it seems like and that's of course what the fans are going to be the most uh, interested in today is the the dramatic goal by jack eichel with five seconds left to win it and you know there, there's a couple of different angles you can take it from but just from the most uh, the narrative sense that fans would want to get into uh that's the kind of goal that you trade for jack eichel for him to score that that big goal at the big moment uh so good for the vgk but probably good for jack eichel as well when you're trying to again feel comfortable and find your your rhythm those are probably the goals that give you a real shot in the right direction yeah and it's uh you know like you said it's, it's he's a superstar and that's what uh, the vegas fans want to see is him uh scoring those big moment uh goals like you said and um you know it's good for him the the more you know the more points he gets the better he's gonna feel that's how usually it goes for those guys um you know they get into a role and and start rolling and uh you can see uh you know he's been off for a long time um but you already see his uh skill set and what he can bring to the table already coming out in his game and it's uh he's gonna be fun to watch he played just over 16 minutes last night had four shots on goal again the his game coming back as he's been he's been back a little while now but the, the speed is there the shot is there and now the the timeliness is there as well uh the vgk got max patch ready back last night as well and then again he jumped right back and he had five shots on goal last night he was a factor uh it's going to be interesting to see again for the golden knights no mark stone for the foreseeable future uh eventually the plan is to have stone patch and eichel all firing at once but uh it's going to be interesting to see what the dynamic is for this offense having uh the the Marchessault line playing as it does but also having Eichel and Pacioretty available simultaneously yeah yeah you throw Stone in there too it's uh um you know hopefully he's back sooner or later so they can start building some of that chemistry um you know you have two shooters Patch and Eichel but you know I think Eichel obviously is a can can make plays too not not that Patch can't but um you know, Patch is definitely more of a shoot-first guy. Um, you, can, you can look more for a dynamic where Eichel can set up Patch ready than, than exactly. the other way around. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you've seen it in the first game. They're played together. They're they're already getting that chemistry. And, you know, Stevenson and, and Eichel had a little bit of chemistry. The the games, they were together too. So um, 
those guys in, in the experience that I've had, not playing with those guys, but playing on the same team, like with Crosby and stuff, it's, you know, it takes some time to figure out, you know, not everyone thinks the game as a, at a high level like those elite players do. So trying to figure out what they're going to do, uh, it takes take some time yeah now you mentioned that for the auto centers you know it's a team that's struggling and and we're at the time of year where there's certain games that if you're a team that has playoff aspirations there's games you have to win of course anyone can beat anyone on any given night but games against ottawa those are games you, you got to find a way to get two points the vgk did just that but i think what we realize now is the way the nhl is there aren't many bad teams in the nhl there are struggling teams in the nhl but we would have called Montreal a bad team just about a month ago, and that's not the case anymore. I think what we find is that teams that are struggling, for the most part, they still have the young building blocks that they're gearing their future towards. They're still there, and they're still feisty, and they can still give you trouble on any given night. And that's kind of what Ottawa is right now. Yes, they're not winning on a regular basis. They're still a tough out. They're still a team that has... Kachucks and Norrises and Brandstroms that can compile a good effort on any given night, and that's what the VGK had to overcome, especially in the third period. Yeah, it's uh, you know those those games are hard. They got some coming up, you know, Philly, yeah. uh, Buffalo teams that are out of it. Um, but there's like you said, there's no easy nights because yes, they might be out of the playoffs, but they're also now there's maybe not the whole season, but they're bearing down because they're playing for next year contracts. They're playing, who knows, trade deadline, you know, maybe someone wants them for a run. So they're playing for some things too. And, um, you know, you can't, being a team in the playoffs, you can't take these teams lightly because they're going to come out and they're going to work because guys want jobs next year. Not everyone's locked up long-term. And, um, you know, if you don't bring that uh, that effort uh, that you need every night, it's it's going to be tough, uh, tough stretches um, going forward here. And with that, uh, as you mentioned, Robin Lair had a 39-save outing last night. He's been strong since coming back. Uh, and for the VGK, they've now won three of their last four going into this road trip, which we're going to talk about. But how important it is for the VGK as well to have Robin Leonard not only play well, but, but play well on nights when he has a heavy workload like that and, and to kind of carry them through stretches of games. Yeah, they're going to need it. You uh, you know, I don't think you win in the playoffs without a, a goalie that's that's on. You know, yeah, you can have some moments off or a, or a game off, but for the most part, anyone that goes deep in the playoffs gets great goaltending. And uh, like you said, Leonard's been uh, been that uh, as of late since he's been back. He's been playing uh, uh, extremely well, uh, keeping them, you know, in a game that, uh, you know, they could have had a couple more goals early. And uh, he keeps them, you know, the game tied at that point and um, gives them a chance to win. And that's what you want of your goalie, especially a guy that's, you know, he's only played a few games since he's been back. So now the Golden Knights, they go out east uh, and they work their way back. They're going to be in Philadelphia Tuesday, Buffalo on Thursday, which will be Jack Eichel's return to Buffalo, and that'll be interesting to, to keep an eye on from afar. Pittsburgh, Columbus, and then Winnipeg before they come back uh, on St. Patrick's Day to play the Florida Panthers at, at T-Mobile Arena. That's going to be a trip. There's some tough teams in there, especially Pittsburgh, no question. Uh, teams that are on that playoff bubble trying to, to make a push one way or the other, Winnipeg mostly, um, but also some teams like Philadelphia, like Buffalo, that right now, and especially in the last the next two weeks, we're going to be talking trade, trade deadline a little bit today. Uh, those are teams that are going to start be ma- arranging their pieces for trade deadline. Uh, do, you, do you view a five-game stretch like that? Is, is this... The VGK want wins, of course. You need wins in any game you go into. But is this a five-game stretch where you try to make a where they can make a move, or is this a five-game stretch where you're going to face some desperate teams? 
Uh, you're you're definitely going to face some des best desperate teams. Um, like we said, uh, there's no easy night. Um, you know, I've I think I only missed the playoffs once in my NHL career, and that year, you know, you you got to find something to play for. And, uh, you know, when you play those big teams uh, or playoffs that are in the bubble, you want to take that two points away so maybe they don't make it, especially if it's a rival team or stuff. Or, you know, the Knights get a lot of lot of talk about because what have they done over the last five years. So teams are going to be out to steal those two points from them. So it's not going to be easy. Um, you know, you said Buffalo, Philly out of it. Uh, Pittsburgh's. And been <laughs> been been really good since uh, I think December, right? Uh, yeah. they've been one of the hottest teams, and, and they got, they've gotten Malkin back. That's only yeah. made them better, and they're probably a team. I should say probably they are a team that's in buy mode in the next two yeah, weeks for sure. And then uh, you know Columbus, I think they're still pushing. Maybe they can catch, uh, but Columbus, yeah, where you say desperation, Columbus is right now in a point where they're finding must win games now. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, they. I think they have two weeks to see where they're at, right? And before they. One foot in, one foot yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See how it is. And, and Winnipeg's right there. You know, that's a team that uh, before the season I would have pegged them in the playoffs yeah. uh, for sure with who they got there and stuff. And, and they had a, a relatively flat loss last night, too. They're surprising. They're a little confusing because they should be hot and cold. better on t on t on uh, on paper than they are. Yeah. Uh, it's just like uh, you'll see flashes of the games that you turn on. You know, you got Nate and Stas there, so you kind of uh, follow them a little bit. Uh um, it seems like a week on, week off type thing. I feel they'll have a couple good games and a couple bad. So, um, and it feels like the only people from tough. the broadcast table that aren't from Winnipeg are you and me. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you hear a lot about that. As soon as we're downstairs at the <laughs> rink, Gary's turning it to Winnipeg. I'm like, we had a good game on with the <laughs> playoff teams. Winnipeg's playing Montreal. I'm like, who wants to watch that right now? With Derek Anglin, I'm Brian McCormick. Uh, just to, to circle back to it quickly, though, again, it's, it's going to be interesting, I think, that game on, on Thursday against Buffalo, and it's not just because it's the return for Jack Eichel. That's the biggest reason. That's what most of the talk will be about, uh, what reception he'll get, things of that nature. But, but also, you know, Buffalo's very much like what Ottawa was last night, a team like, yes, they're out of it, yes, they don't win every night, but they're good enough or they have enough young pieces to give you a really hard time on any given night, and that has the potential to be the kind of game, especially with the added juice with the Eichel storyline, that could be a, a tougher battle than uh, it would appear on paper. Yeah, for sure. You know, not just Eichel coming back, but then you got Tuck and Krebs, and, um, you know, I think when they came back here and their reception, I didn't... Uh, I was expecting to see Tucky flying around a little more than he was in Krebs, but you know now that maybe they're in Buffalo, you, you might get those guys hyped up for that too. Yeah, they want to play a, uh, better than they did here, uh, you know. And uh, you got a guy like Craig Anderson. I don't know if he's starting or not, but uh, you know he's been a great goal in this league for a long time. So get good goaltending, some good young guys, and uh, good work ethic. It's it's not going to be an easy night. And Alex Tuck, I'm trying to see. I, I feel like I saw the other day, and I don't know if I'm making this up or not. Yeah, I think he got hurt oh, no. in their last game. Lady, I think he crashed into the net or something. So I, I haven't seen uh. any word of of what uh, what his status was. He might have just been dinged up. But we'll see if he'll be available for that game on Thursday, see if we can get any updates on that. But uh, yeah, for th that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, and, you know, for, for the VGK, again, I, I think it's – it's important for them, last night's game, getting Pacioretty back and having him be able to jump in and be a factor immediately is significant. Um, but but he and Eichel uh, working in tandem, if the power play shapes up that way, that's going to be important, especially going into this weekend. You want the VGK 
to to be able to to have a, a, a five game stretch offensively where they can feel good about themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if the, if those two are on the power play, that's a that's a tough power play to defend. Those two shooters on both both sides, it's almost throw a guy in front and just see who can get a shot away on yeah. both. Uh, they got such good shots. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see uh, the chemistry grow between those two and um, see them. Um, what they can do out there. On the other end of the spectrum, we're going to have Tim Speltz on in just a minute, the GM of the Henderson Silver Knights. We have seen the VGK have to supplement some of the lower lines. Daniil Miramanov was called up last night before the game, uh, but also we've seen plenty of Jake LeCision, Jonas Rombier over the last couple of weeks. How do you think they've done uh, filling in the gaps uh, in their bottom six? R- really, throughout the season, it's been a project that they've had to do regularly, but how do you think that's worked out? I think it's been phenomenal. Y- you know, you didn't... How many guys had their first NHL game this year? Yeah. Um, normally, normally you have guys uh, that have been there that you're getting the calls up, and you sprinkle in the first NHL, and you know that seems how it usually works. But uh, all these guys came up, and they made a difference. They, you know, you watched Decision, Rongberg, um, Cotter come Cotter, up, Jones. Uh, all those guys come up, and um, you know, after a few shifts, I don't think Pete had to worry about who was out on the ice. They they played against all lines and stuff, and they didn't seem out of place. So it's a it's a great sign for the organization knowing that those guys are coming up the pipeline. Well, you are right. Usually the uh, the rookie lap is something that's uh, that's rare, but it's been built into the program this season uh, around the league. We're going to find out more on that topic from Tim Speltz on the other side of the break. Fans, be the first to experience a whole new era of Big West basketball. Gather your friends and pack the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson for the 2022 Hercules Tires Big West Basketball Championships presented by the Hawaiian Islands. 20 men's and women's teams take to the court March 8th through 12th, fighting to take the Big West to the next level. Order now at thedollarloancenter.com slash bigwesttickets, thedollarloancenter.com slash bigwesttickets, or call 702-645-4259, 702-645-4259 to get your seats for Big West Championship Basketball today at the DLC. We will step aside. When we come back, we'll be rejoined by Henderson Silver Knights General Manager Tim Speltz. With Derek Anglin, I'm Brian McCormick, and this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Well, Knights fans, the opening of the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson is less than a month away. It's, well, I should say the opening of Silver Knights Hockey is less than a month away. The Dollar Loan Center for sports activities, it starts tomorrow with the Big West Basketball Championships. You're going to want to be there as history is made. All upcoming in the next few days, visit thedollarloancenter.com, thedollarloancenter.com for all the action at the DLC. Back on Nighttime at Noon with Derek Angland, I'm Brian McCormick, and we are joined on the phone by Henderson Silver Knights General Manager, Mr. Tim Speltz. Tim, great to have you with us. Thanks for joining. Thanks, guys. Glad to be here. Glad you are able to make some time for us as uh, the Henderson Silver Knights get ready for, uh, well, to continue their six-game road trip. They'll have legs through Des Moines to face the Iowa Wild, and then they'll head out uh, to San Diego for the first of four straight against the Gulls. Uh, as the calendar has turned to March, uh, Tim, your team is still right in the, the middle of that Pacific Division battle. Uh, it's been a, a rough couple of weeks for you guys in terms of wins and losses, but how has the team been performing overall in your estimation? Well, very encouraged by the weekend, Brian, and, and we we only got one point, but I, I like the way uh, we played. We were back to 
you know, I think that uh, we established our, our work ethic again, and, and uh, we had great compete. Uh, you know, I, I think right now we're going through a, a few little issues, just player personnel, uh, some guys called up, and, and we've always, I think, had uh, a good uh, next man up mentality. Uh, but at the same time, it might not give you your best lineup, but uh, we're real comfortable that the guys that are getting an opportunity are, are improving, getting a chance, and uh, we're going to be a better team at the end of the day because of it. So really happy with uh, you know with the two games on the road and how we played. Sure wish we would have got a better result as far as uh, wins go and points. But uh, you mentioned you know a six-game uh, six uh, on the road, and, and uh, we broke the road trip up, obviously played on the weekend, and then we'll be back uh, to practice this week in, in Henderson and then uh, head out on the road again on Friday. Hey, Tim. Derek England here. How's it going? Real good. Derek, how are you good. doing? Oh, I can't complain. Trying to stay busy here. Um, with all these, uh, obviously, the Knights injuries uh, this year, you've uh, had to deal with a lot of call-ups, Um over the course of the year, obviously you guys have had your injuries as well, but uh, with these call-ups, I know um, in my career, uh, getting called up, some guys uh, came down and really benefited, benefited from that, uh, the call-up, and got better. How, how have the guys reacted, uh, you know, being up and down so much this year and um, in their play on the ice? Well, for me, Derek, that's been a, a real positive thing. And, and uh, you know, I alluded to the one where, you know, when a player is called up, some, you know, another player on your team is going to get, a, going to get a, an opportunity and probably a better opportunity than they've had. Uh, so that's been good for the development of our, of our players and, and our team. But it's also been good, the players coming back. Uh, they've come back. They're better players for being up there. I think they understand, uh, you know, what they have to do. They, they understand their role. Uh, they know... Uh, uh, how competitive and how difficult it is to play in the NHL. They've brought, uh, I think, everything that they've learned up their back, and, and they've been better players. So it's been beneficial for our team, not on the short term, but on the long term. Tim, for all the players who have made their NHL debuts this year, I feel like one of the ones we almost forget about is Pavel Dorofiev because he did it on opening night, and he's been with the HSK ever since. But he's a player that scored his team-leading 20th goal over the weekend in Ontario. And I would imagine for you guys, you have to be – pleased with not just the fact that he's scoring goals but th there's a lot of different weapons that he can utilize to produce offense well if you see him every game Brian and, and you're exactly right I mean th this guy is very creative offensively uh, he's starting to have a lot more presence with the puck uh, demanding it and, and making sure that when he has it it's ending up you know not only in a good place but usually a good opportunity to score and and uh, the thing that you know, I think the adjustment for a European player coming over, uh, you know, is is immense. I mean, just different everything, right? I mean, just a, a different culture, a different city. Uh, you know, just everything is is new. Everything is different, different language, and and uh, he's he's taken really good steps with every part of his his game and every part of his life uh, to you know to be a to be an NHL player and, and to to trend that way. Uh, I think you know at the start of the year, you know, teams would go after him and he'd go away a little bit now he's a lot more competitive uh he digs in and and uh you know it, it's it just shows in his numbers and consistently every night he's he's an offense uh generator and, and, he, and he generates scoring chances and it's great to see and and uh he's got some, some real good skill set and he's and he's uh, learning the compete part of it uh he's starting to enjoy that and he's really digging in and, and he's becoming a more complete player um i got another guy i was wondering uh you know, when I got to coach the 
the Silver Knights for two games in the exhibition season. I was uh, extremely impressed with Keegan Korzak uh, at his age and his, uh, you know, willingness to go back. He'd, he'd never hesitate to go back in the corners. Uh, and he was a he's a young kid. At that still is young. Um, but how, how have you seen him develop and grow over this uh, this season, the full season in, in the AHL? Well, it's interesting with with Keaton. He had a really good start to the season, and then had an unfortunate injury in, in uh, a knee injury in Stockton, and that set him back. And, and uh, you know, then you know, with Christmas travel and the shutdown, he, I mean, he ended up missing a lot of hockey uh, just because of games. We were shut down right after Christmas when he was scheduled to come back, and so he missed a stretch. And he's still, I think, on catch up mode a little bit. Uh, came back and then had a you know an unfortunate back issue, missed a game, and then had a, a foot uh, blocked a shot and missed a game so he's had some tough luck as far as uh, being available but for us I think we see the see the same things that, that you saw Derek at, in that uh, he's he's a he's a good athlete he's a good skater uh, he's going to be uh, you know he's going to be able to get to pucks he's going to be able to move pucks and, and I think that's going to be great and that you're not going to be playing very much in your own end uh, but it's been a little bit of catch up for him after the injury and he's starting to get comfortable again now. We're talking to Silver Knights general manager Tim Speltz. You know, Tim, I think one of the things that's been encouraging for the, the development of individual players this year is we've talked so much about players going up and down to the VGK and what, what everyone's doing with expanded opportunities. Having said that, though, there are a lot of players who are having better statistical seasons but doing it within the roles that they were expected to play. It's not because they're getting tons more power play time, or not only because of that, but because they're doing a better job in the role that they were given. Ben Jones is a guy who leaps out to me. He's putting up tremendous numbers offensively, but it's not because he's getting less defensive responsibility or less PK time. He's just doing more with his assignment. Well, you know, exactly. I mean, ben, Ben's a guy who every time, you know, whether it's, you know, Jake Lecician to a call up or, or Jonas Ronberg to a call up or, or you know, Gage Quinney hasn't, hasn't been always available, you know, with his injury situation. You know, Ben has been a guy that has gotten the extra ice time. He's made the most of the extra ice time, and he's been a horse for us. He, he really has. He's been very durable. Uh, he's uh, he's just played, and, and it just seems if there's any extra minutes, they get thrown at Ben, and uh, he relishes the opportunity, and he's taken great steps offensively, and uh, he hasn't forgot uh, his role or who he is and what he does, and, and, and he's been a very effective player for us. He's one of those guys that, uh, you know, without naming him, but that was what I was referring to as a player that's made the most of an opportunity with other guys getting called up, and, and Ben's done a really good job of that. I think another, you look at the goaltending situation, fans were excited about Logan Thompson for good reason. In the last month, they've gotten a more up-close look uh, at Logan Thompson. But while he was with the VGK, again, who's going to step up and fill those minutes? Uh, Yuri Patera, who was injured last year, uh, he's he's had a little more flair, a little more showmanship in his game this year, but also better results as well. It, it's felt like a really good few months for Yuri Patera. He's really taken advantage of his opportunity, and I think it's come twofold. One with, you know, LT getting called up, and then the second one with uh, with Dylan Ferguson's injury situation. He's had a chance to to get some starts, and he's done a really good job in, in every one of his starts. Uh, and a couple of different scenarios where he had a weekend where he got called up from Fort Wayne, and he knew he was a starter uh, for the weekend uh, a week out, and that that can be a little. 
uh, you know, daunting for a, for a young player when when he knows he's the starter and and uh, he handled it very well. So I think in his progression, his development path, it's been a great year for him. Uh, Yuri's here uh, now with us. Uh, you know, he he's called up from Fort Wayne, and we'll see you know the status of him moving forward. Uh, we still are really happy that he's getting lots of starts in Fort Wayne in the East Coast League and doing a good job. And and when he's been here, uh, he's been a lot more comfortable, a lot more confident. Confident, and uh, your, your point, you've seen it in his play. Tim, before we let you go, uh, they're going to have the uh, the hardwood down at the Dollar Loan Center this week for the Big West Basketball Championship. So the Dollar Loan Center is uh, is open for business, but it's going to be your new home starting on April 2nd. Uh, that means it's done. I'm sure you've seen it in its most recent state. How does the, uh, the new home of the Henderson Silver Knights look? Well, it's fantastic. It's a great building, and and it's going to be, you know, so good for our players to to you know have a a home rink where where we you know we've got our dressing room and our locker facilities that'll be world class. But to also to be able to to be a part of uh, the Henderson enthusiasm and the excitement and and the you know Vegas uh, Golden Knights uh, game day and and their show and and the environment that's going to be there is it's going to be exciting. Uh, I had to be a chance to be there for the luncheon last week at the, at the mayor's address and I mean the, the building just presents itself so well I mean the people of Henderson are going to be so proud and uh, and I think uh, you know Silver Knight fans are, are going to be going to be very happy and, and very encouraged uh, and, and enthusiastic to see the new building it's going to be exciting. HSK General Manager Tim Speltz, thanks for your time. Good luck on the rest of the trip. And I'll tell you what, you have to pack for Des Moines in March as well as San Diego. That might be the biggest challenge we have the rest of the way. Uh, so well, we're... San Diego's easy. You don't have to bring very many clothes there. I'm not sure what we're going to need to do for Des Moines. Fair enough. One bathing suit will get you through the weekend at the beach. Tim, thanks so much <laughs> for your time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, guys. That's Silver Knights General Manager Tim Speltz. Uh, as uh, he and the Silver Knights get ready for the Dollar Loan Center. Have you gotten to go over there and take a tour just yet? I have not yet. I, I'm excited to see it, though. I've been over there. It's uh, it's it's too nice for the likes of me, but I'm going to get right. to hang out there often enough, so yeah. good luck for me. But I'll tell you what, good uh, motivator to get you over there, and not that you need more of a push, but uh, Craggy Range Sports Bar and Grill is the restaurant inside of the Dollar Loan Center. Open today is my understanding. So I think you can uh, check it out. Shouldn't say my understanding. It is open today. I know that, but I assume they're taking reservations or whatnot. So uh, this is the lunch hour after all. This is what we're supposed to do is give you the inspiration to listen to hockey talk and eat. So uh, if get in your car, keep listening to us, but head over to Craggy Range Sports Bar and Grill uh, and grab lunch at the DLC today. Let's take a break, Derek. But when we come back, we're going to chat a little bit about uh, the NHL trade deadline is two weeks away. Lots of potential moving pieces around the league. We'll talk a little bit about who might be going and uh, who might be looking to do some business in the weeks ahead. That's straight ahead on Nighttime at Noon. Derek Anglin, Brian McCormick here with you on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hey, Golden Knights fans, do you need more hockey? Make sure to check out the newest team in town, the Henderson Silver Knights of the American Hockey League. You just heard from their general manager, Tim Speltz. Single-game group and mini-suite tickets for home games during the 2021-22 season are on sale now. Contact Henderson Silver Knights ticketing team 
at 702-645-4259, 702-645-4259, or visit hendersonsilvernights.com to learn more today. Back on nighttime at noon from Studio 31 at City National Arena with Derek Englund, I'm Brian McCormick. The Vegas Golden Knights winners last night over the Ottawa Senators and now going off on a five-game road trip, a road trip that's going to take them to Philadelphia, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Columbus, and Winnipeg. And we just heard from Tim Speltz, the HSK, continuing their own road trip. They're going to head off for two in Iowa and two in San Diego as they get closer and closer to the end of the month and the opening of the DLC in Henderson. As we just mentioned, Craggy Range Sports Bar and Grill open today at the DLC, open for business, so stop in and be one of the first diners at the new restaurant at the DLC. So much going on, Derek, uh, but to broaden the scope now outside of the Vegas Valley, within and without, uh, it's one of the more fun times of year. Uh, shoppers have your cards out because it's trade deadline season, uh, and I think we all get so microscoped on trade deadline day as though it's some sort of deadline. Deadline spur action, so sure it is. But at the same time, if history is any indicator, they're not going to wait for the trade deadline, some of these moves to get going. We've already seen, of course, the Jack Eichel trade, probably the biggest of the year. That's taken place. Uh, Tyler Toffoli was moved. That's taken place. Still a lot of pieces out there that can move, and teams may not wait until trade deadline day two weeks from now to do it. Yeah, I think uh, the sooner the better. You know, it just gives you that player the uh, that much more time to get acclimated to the you know not just the team but the city. The you know getting around just to make his life a little easier. So um, you know, it's never easy. I I've never got traded. I, um, it, it's a lot nicer trade deadline coming up when you're not playing and don't have to worry about it. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a tense time of year for for players. Uh, you know, you never, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You're, it seems like, uh, well, I guess there's a few guys that uh, are pretty safe. But um, <laughs> for the most part, everyone's, uh, you know, checking their phone a few extra times a day. <laughs> Is that a point of pride amongst NHL alumni? Like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting traded. It means somebody wants you. But there's got to be something, too, like the Never Been Traded Club. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I asked for one one year. Just, no one ever wanted to yeah, give me away. Yeah. <laughs> Then we had, I just wasn't playing in my last year in Pittsburgh. So I, uh, you know, I, and, and I went into Ray Shiro and he told me, he's like, I know exactly what you're here for. We'll try to, we'll try to get you somewhere good. I'm like, sounds good. Thank you. And then injury, injury, injury. And then I started playing again. So they couldn't trade happy me. happy one way or the yeah, other. Yeah, it, it, was, it worked out. Uh, it was nice just to, you know, finish and, and go off after the season. It is interesting, though, because for players approaching the trade deadline, there are many different moods that a player can have. Whether they, they want to go or don't want to go, someone like Claude Giroux, who probably knows he's going somewhere and, frankly, has had conversations with management, and, and in some cases management says, hey, we'll, we'll try to send you where you want to go. But you probably have some players also who are just basket cases, like just you know on, on the ice at practice looking over, waiting to see if their name gets called to get off the ice. And I guess my point is, I wonder if for the player, if you're a team that wants to make the move, is there a benefit from getting a, a player now before that anxiety sets in versus right up against the deadline where you get a player who again is in a bit of a whirlwind when when he gets to you yeah you know i think the last couple of days maybe uh gets a little tense uh but i i'm gonna i don't know the exact numbers don't quote me on this but <laughs> i'm guessing it's got to be a pretty high percentage of players that get moved know they're getting moved yeah you know there's there's not uh there's not too many that are right out of left field uh that are you know, big names or anything like, you know, you say Claude Giroux and 
um, he's been in Philadelphia so long, you, you know, they have the respect for him. And I don't even know if he has no trade or not, but, you know, they, they want to move him to where he wants to go, you know, you know, and that that's a great respect for the player. And, you know, at the end of the day, if he goes somewhere and plays for a cup, who who's not saying that he won't go right back to Philly and sign a contract come July one. So, um, it's kind of cool. I think, uh, for the team to, do that and i'm sure they're looking at all options so who are, who are some other i say we could do this from a uh, a player's perspective or a team perspective let's go team perspective because maybe that's a little bit easier you, you can usually get a sense of who the sellers are going to be uh montreal has already sold uh, sold or well, sent off tyler to foley yeah. uh you thought there might be room for them to do some more business maybe a guy like josh anderson but now they're winning it's not going to change the standings but maybe it gives them a better sense of who they want to keep around for next year if if some of their young kids take a, a leap forward but montreal is probably a still team that's in sell mode yeah uh, arizona is in I sell think, mode yeah well yeah. arizona that that always that's that's crazy they could be top of the league and i think they'd be in sell mode right. because they get rid of any, everyone but i, I see, don't know how you they're see chickering's name is in castle I have perhaps how i understand castle but how do you chick chickering he you, the point of rebuilding you, is to you, keep the building you build. <laughs> you build around a guy like that. Like he's he's good. Yeah, he's maybe having a little bit of off year compared to the year before, but he's not alone in that city uh, no, right now. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of teams that'll take him uh, all day. And they've said the uh, the Coyotes. I think they came out earlier this week and said, you know, we're we're in the bu- in the business to take on contracts. For, for draft picks. So maybe that's the majority of what they do. Because I agree, Chikrin is not someone yeah. you look to give away just for the sake of giving away. Kessel is someone that uh, there's a team out there that he could probably help. But that's that's where you know Arizona has business. Montreal can do business. Who, who else out there Buffalo's do you think? Buffalo's got to be in there. You know, Buffalo, Seattle. They, they Seattle, be, so, so they'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll take on draft picks. And, right. And so let, let's reshift it then because as you said, Seattle, let's go from the player perspective of guys who are out there who are who are attractive pieces. I think when you talk about Seattle, let's start with Mark Giordano. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, I'm, you knew right from the beginning of the year if they weren't in it, he was going to be a guy. He's on an expiring contract. Um, you know, I, I've read somewhere that uh, Calgary has insp- ex- expressed interest in him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, you know. Um, but he's a guy that, uh, as a former teammate, uh, that you want on your team, especially come playoff time. He's a absolute uh, beast out there, and uh, he's a he's a great addition for any team that gets him. And you know that Calgary's a team that's going to be looking to add. Colorado can be looking to add. I know that I think Claude Giroux had mentioned that Colorado is a team that he would like to go to. Whether or not that can be worked out yeah. remains to be seen. But you know, there is there is a lot of talent out there that can be on the move. And I'm a little surprised. I feel like earlier in the year we heard more Tomas Hurdle talk than we're hearing now. Yes. Not that it wouldn't happen, but it seemed like everyone in November was going to say, well, they should just get it over with and, and do it. And I feel like I haven't heard that name as much over the last couple of weeks, but maybe it's because I've just heard more Giroux talk yeah, I, first and foremost. I was shocked when I was shocked when I started reading those rumors, uh, you, you know, that he's going to be out of there. I'm like, that's he's a he's a good, good player. He's tough to play against. He's heavy in front of the net, uh, you know, you know, and for the rumors to die down, maybe they're just getting that much closer to uh, an extension there in San Jose. So. Yeah, and that's and that's what's interesting is that you have some teams that are straight sellers, some teams that are straight buyers, and, and again, teams that are struggling or they're in the middle of the rebuild or in the middle of tearing it all down, that's a time to sell for sure. But it does feel like there are a couple of teams that are kind of quasi in the middle. Like 
San Jose has has now receded enough that they're in in sell mode probably. But you just like you, so. well, just like you said, Chickren in Arizona, like Hurdle isn't a guy that you sell just because you're selling. Like yeah. he's a guy you'd almost want to. But he's also a guy that makes big money, and they got a lot of money locked up in a few players. Right. So yeah, that, that you makes can, it tough. You can trade Hurdle. You can't trade Carlson or Burns for the yeah. for the tag that they have. That's that's true. Yeah. I just I wonder if you are the Sharks. Your rebuild really hasn't started yet, even. No, they were they were in it up until, you know. Right, and they, they haven't ago. Tr- even even being bad for a couple of years. Like they haven't truly torn it down. No, well, some of those contracts are right are some big ones. So it's tough tough to tear those ones down. Uh, they're pretty. You know, even if they have no move clause, it's pretty. Uh, pretty safe uh, that they're not getting dealt anytime soon for the goaltender market and there are a couple of goaltenders who are out there there's a couple teams that want goaltending and i think that was a conversation for the oilers for it's it has been for pretty much the couple entire years, season yeah. <laughs> a, couple, <laughs> a couple of years maybe since actually Curtis joseph smith, yeah. smith was good last year wasn't he i think since hobby bullen maybe yeah. smith was good last year and smith just hasn't been able to stay healthy too yeah. consistently this year but uh the goaltender market that's out there there's a you know, starts with Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah. Uh, and again, that's uh, Chicago, I think, finds themselves in that quasi-spot of they can rebuild while staying middle-of-the-pack competitive, uh, and that's where they are right now, where Marc-Andre Fleury is probably a player that they're making available. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think that's another guy like Drew, where the team respects Flower as a as what what he's done in this, in this league, and, and for... You know he's been there for a short time, but what he does on for the team inside the locker room, and uh, y- you know I can see them kind of like Drew and Philly that they're going to give him the respect and let him make. You know there there's a business side too, but I think they'll give him the respect to uh, see where and if he wants to go. Is there a team out there that you see that Colorado can add a piece and put themselves in a good spot? Calgary the same. Uh, the the Capitals maybe is is there a team that you think has the most to gain a team that's eh okay right now but if they added the right person could change their dynamic for the spring maybe take Giroux and don't put him on Colorado put him on Boston does that I read change Florida was interested in them too uh, you, you know I I don't know like I was also in I was in Pittsburgh when they traded for Aginla and Brendan Morrow and and everyone's like oh give him the give him the cup. <laughs> And then we got swept in the second round right. by Boston. So, you know, until that player's there and making making a difference, it's it's too hard to tell. Like we had that team was unbelievable, but we just couldn't put everyone together and and make a run. Is there a team? And not to put you on the spot, but I, I I do wonder if there's a team. It's it's not a matter of I can add one or two pieces and they win the cup, but a team that right now is probably in a position where they're not they're not in a position to make a run in June. They're, yeah. play, they're a playoff team, but they're they're not a push your chips to the middle table. Yeah, I, I would, I'd have to go to Edmonton if they mm. if they make a couple. You know, their goaltending hasn't been strong. If they get a goaltender that plays well, and uh, you know, you got to throw in a maybe a little bit more of a defensive D man. Yeah, you know, they lost Lar- Larson, who was a big big part of that uh, decor uh, before, and um, you know. And then you have McDavid, Dry settle up front, and you know Kane's been playing well there. So I would say they they could make a they could turn their team from a playoff team to 
potential contender. Who was your favorite teammate that you ever, you're on a team, you guys picked someone up at the trade deadline, and when he got there, it was just instant kismet. Like, he was just one of the boys immediately. Oh, there's lots. You know, when Revo came, he's one of those guys. Douglas Murray, he came to Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I don't think there's I've I don't think I've had any bad guys come to teams. You know, you you usually when you're bringing them in, it's because uh, you're making a run for a cup, and everyone knows we got to get uh, you know got to get part of the team as soon as possible. So um, usually it's all most of the guys are good. Well, must they just get along with you? That must be yeah, maybe you know. Well. We we've prefaced it, but guy. we we know that uh, there's going to be a lot more uh, meat on the bone in the next couple of weeks as the uh, trade deadline activities pick up. Well, here's something that you guys can do as you get ready for uh, the the home stretch, and that's get your tickets for the five game stretch run plan that the VGK have out now. You can get uh, game uh, tickets to five games. Games on the 17th against Florida, the 26th against Chicago, the 6th of April against Vancouver, 18th against New Jersey, and the 24th against San Jose. Five game stretch run plan. Plan start for 3.55 per seat, and if you purchase, you get this fifth. Uh, fifth season VGK hat. That's pretty sharp, right? Yeah, I like the V. So get f- tickets to five games, and you can add this hat to your collection as well. Head on to uh, GoldenKnights.com, and you can get that today. We'll hop out. When we come back, we'll be joined on the phones by Team USA head coach David Quinn. Give us a little background on uh, Jack Eichel and also, uh, well, what the Olympics were like. I'm sure he's got a few stories to tell. David Quinn on the other side of the break. Brian McCormick, Derek Anglin here with you on Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Final segment of Nighttime at Noon with Derek Angland. I'm Brian McCormick, and we're glad to be joined on the phone for this final segment by the head coach of Team USA at the Olympic Games, Mr. David Quinn. David, thanks so much for taking the time with us today. Thanks for having me, guys. First off, David, uh, again, you just came back from the Olympics with Team USA. Uh, congratulations on the effort that your team put forth. How was the Olympic experience for you? Well, it would have been a lot better of experience to come home with a gold medal, but uh, sure. <laughs> really just a fabulous experience. The guys, it was an incredible team, came together in a short period of time. We felt really good about, you know, especially after the preliminary round ended up in beating Germany, we thought we had a chance to do something special, and that and the way it did was uh, pretty frustrating, to say the truth. But nonetheless, it's an incredible opportunity as a coach. Uh, any chance you get to represent your country, it's, it's special. But to the Olympic coach is something I'll never forget. Well, certainly fun for all of us to watch, and uh, thank you for joining us today. One of the reasons we wanted to have you on is because you've got some some inside perspective on uh, several VGK players and prospects, and one of them is Jack Eichel, who, of course, scored the game winner for the VGK last night. You had him in BU. You've coached uh, against him. You've seen the, the best of Jack Eichel, uh, and I, I wonder what you think uh, he can do now that he's, he's healthy, he's gotten the procedure he wanted done, uh, and he's back to work, and he's playing in Las Vegas. Yeah, I, I'm just so happy for Jack. I know it's been a long 14 months for him, and you know, uh, finally start getting start his career back on track in an environment I think that he's really going to grow in. Uh, you know, I don't think the hockey world has seen the best of Jack Eichel, and you know, uh, I didn't watch last night's game, saw the goal obviously, but got a chance to watch against the Bruins. You need to see him starting to find his game, and you know, uh, I've had 
some conversations with him here in the last six weeks, and I haven't heard him this happy in a long, long time. And, you know, when Jack's in the right mindset and he feels good about himself, I think the hockey world is going to see the special player. With, uh, with speaking of Jack, uh, what can, um, sorry, Derek England here. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, what can no fans here in Vegas, uh, you had him, I've played against him. Uh, what can they expect uh, to see of Jack, you know, over the, the, the few games he's played? You've already seen him grow uh, from watching uh, and seen how special he is. But what more do you think uh, Vegas has on tap for, with him? Well, I think you'll see just a complete player. I think Jack has continued to grow his game over the last five, six years in the NHL. And, you know, but like I said, I mean, you know, being off as long as he has, it's, it's not an easy thing to just pick up where you left off. And, you know, for him to, to, to be in the right mindset, like I said, I think, uh, I don't think the hockey world has seen the best of Jack Eichel. And obviously, you know, I've always said, if no one had ever seen the game of hockey and you show up in warm-ups, uh, and you watch warm-ups, and in the first minute, most people are going to say, he's number nine, because he just looks different. And you could just see, you know, people talk about his skating and, and his shot, but his playmaking ability to me is what really is underrated. And, I think you're starting to see that now in Vegas. So not only does he have the ability to take a game individually, but he's got this great ability to make other people around him better. With David Quinn, uh, another potential game-breaking talent that VGK fans are very excited about is Brendan Brisson. You had him in Beijing, and he had a phenomenal Olympic tournament. Uh, what did you think of Brendan Brisson up close? Yeah, I love Brendan. He's a guy that uh, he can do things that people can't do. And the thing I loved about him is how coachable he was how much he wants to improve his game. Uh, you can just see, you know, some of the things that we touched on with him early in the tournament. He was trying to do throughout the tournament. And, you know, I can certainly – I didn't know him well. And when we go through the process of select, selecting the Olympic team, I you know, obviously watched two or three of his games in Michigan. And it was just a lot of fun to watch a kid with that type of talent try to do the things that a lot of guys with skill don't try to do this early in their career. So – you know, I, if I was a, a Vegas fan, I'd be very excited about Brendan Bassan. David, it was great having you on. We have a small window to have you, so I apologize for that. But before we let you go, uh, again, you, you got to coach Team USA. Uh, do you know what's uh, next on the horizon, your next project? Well, no, not yet. I just uh, obviously being an unemployed hockey coach in the National Hockey League, you kind of sit and hope to get back on the merry-go-round and uh, you know, obviously, you know, being involved in the Olympic experience even before the, the NHL guys decided not to go, it's kept me busy. So, uh, you know, getting back behind the bench in the Olympics is a unique opportunity, a special opportunity, and just going to wait for another opportunity. You did a great job with it. We know we're going to see you again real soon. David Quinn, thanks so much for joining us on the program, and uh, we hope to have you back. Thanks, guys. Anytime. That was David Quinn, the head coach of the U.S. Olympic team, and, of course, the former head coach at Boston University, the Lake Erie Monsters, the most recently the New York Rangers, uh, and uh, some good perspective. And uh, as, as he mentioned, we probably haven't seen the best of Jack Eichel yet in this environment. We, uh, we hope that we will. Yeah, he's, uh, you see flashes. Well, not, not flashes, but you see what he can do out there, and I'm excited to see as uh, more and more games uh, get under his belt. Derek, a lot of fun today. Appreciate you sitting with us, uh, sitting with me on uh, nighttime at noon. Are you going to get over to the Big West this week, do you think? Uh, no, I, I, I don't think so. My wife's uh, going on a little girl's trip um, to Sedona, so I got the boys, so it'll be tough to get them 
round those two up for a basketball game. All right, if they drive you too crazy in the house, we can get you tickets. So you can keep them, keep them occupied. He's Derek Engel, and I'm Brian McCormick. Thanks for joining us on this afternoon's episode of Nighttime at Noon, the Vegas Golden Knights in Philadelphia on Tuesday, in Buffalo on Thursday. And make sure you tune in for the VGK Insider Show this afternoon with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. See you later, everybody.